are now listening to the podcast 82488. They concoct fantasies of wise, exotic, indigenous ways of being to distance themselves from the prosaic suburbs where the parents who pay their tuitions live and where their own futures more realistically point. Fantasy is a hell of a drug, and that was a selection from today's novel, Toad, by author Catherine Dunn. Exotic, indigenous ways of being to distance.
distance themselves from the prosaic suburbs where the parents who pay their tuitions live and where their own futures more realistically point. Fantasy is a hell of a drug, as the Benuskis knew, and the page 24 reading. It's just that I'm impressed with his philosophy because of the diet. He chuckled, then began to strum again. I gave up. Time to go home. Clancy was sitting in the living room when I went downstairs. She was playing with her chubby fingers. She had a thin face, a big nose, a sharp chin, then an abruptly enormous booty. Is he still playing the guitar? She whined. Yeah, does he do that a lot? He does it all day, every day, or all night, I mean. I can't sleep, and I'm working now. My analyst says it's good for me to get away from this house and have some human contact. I didn't sit down because the cat crab smell was too much. He used to come down to dinner sometimes. We'd have a strudel when the apples were cheap and a chicken. He'd come down for that. But I took him up a strudel last week. And when I went back a couple of days later, it was still there. He says he has to keep in shape. So he's not eating at all except horse meat and brown rice. She put a shh in strudel. Her accent and little girl whine irritated me more than the cat crab. As the semester dragged on, the discussions no longer took place in the campus cafeteria at dinner time. I ate in my room a lot, but walked over to the campus three days a week to classes. One night, I got a long distance call from Sam's father on the phone in my hall. The next morning, I went out to the college for breakfast. Renal was eating antacid tablets for breakfast. It was late, nearly time for lunch. The cafeteria was empty. Renal sat in. Page 88 was not too young to do evil, to kill, to cause great pain. The knowledge of my own evil and cowardice has never left me. It is with me even now, clear as the bowl and the water. The day is dead. One of my four friends with whom I had a standing coffee date each third Monday of the month is moving west to another county. Mr. Jettos, my fuller brush man, was promoted to a more prestigious and profitable sales route. He came to my door today with the last order he'll ever deliver to me. My brooms and disinfectant will soon be delivered by some 
probably pink-cheeked local with ambitions to a district manager title. Mr. Jettles is Australian, a dried and withered man. He could make any cleaning product sound colorful and enticing. Boxes of bug powder, tins of floor polish, toilet fresheners, but his sales dependent on the compassion inspired by the sight of his emaciated frame keeling at a 45 degree angle in the effort to balance his enormous load. He used to say that if he ever gained 10 pounds, his business would be ruined. But there was no danger of that. The more he sold, the more he had to carry as he went about his deliveries. And the more he carried, the more guilty his customers felt. I brought him in the first day he came. It was hot that day, and the wraith in the black suit at my door seemed so indifferent to the weight of his load that I was immediately convinced that he was laboring beneath some more personal burden. So I took him into my cool kitchen and told him I would never buy anything unless he accepted an iced coffee. He showed me the colorful catalogs, opened his strange sample case with its inexhaustible oddities. The End Toad Catherine Dunn Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 824, the word 80.